Uh, what are we gonna do, Lori? Our car broke down and it's so cold, Joe. Can we let's we gotta get someplace. I, I don't do well in cold weather. I know I look like I do well in cold weather because I'm large. <laughs> but I, I do not do well in cold weather. Well look well there's a, a lit gas station right there. Uh, okay. But there's you also, knock. You're yeah, the man. Yeah. But then there's also this scary huge castle right here that's in the complete darkness. I mean Obviously, we're going to go with the safer choice, the castle. <laughs> okay, well, let's go there. Oh, wait, look. There's two figures walking over here very slowly to open the door for us. It's almost as if they've never walked in a straight line before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's very strange, actually. And there's some random shirtless man with <laughs> tattoos, I think. And why is he holding an umbrella over them when it's... 1,000% completely 100% dark. Dark. I don't understand that. And he's that. wearing, like, he has, like, wings, seems to have wings draped over him. <laughs> yeah. And they're, like, completely done up like they're going to, like, a masquerade ball. Yeah. It's, oh, they look beautiful. Oh, wow. It's like, I'm seeing them, but they're still not What's funny talking. is they're only about 20 feet away from us. It's weird. No. They're not talking at all, no. so I don't know. Hello, oh, no. uglies. Just wait oh. there one goddamn picking minute until we slowly shuffle over to you. Okay. All right. Okay. One more second. Just give us a minute. We're going to Chipotle after this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know I said that I would try and eat healthy. But oh, wait, no, like... wait. Look, the car just started. What? Right. Oh, right. we're not in it. All right. I know, just magically started. Let's just get in the car. Wait, wait. We have a an ambiguous challenge for you. Go. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Hello Ugly, the Dragula recap show for Season 1, Episode 4, titled... Pretty Pink Fishy Drag. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one fierce witch. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm just saying my name. I thought you were giving me a pause. Sorry, I didn't realize you were doing it for dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah, I'm letting... The, the, believe it or not, there's an art to this, uh, Lori. Don't you, don't you... Have you noticed that, like, whenever the... Uh, the screen comes in is when the pause is watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just play that part right there. Watch, watch, listen, look, watch. Welcome to Hello Ugly, the Dragula recap show for season one, episode four, titled "Pretty Pink Fishy Drag." My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by Boy Rogan Camp. <laughs> I did that one on purpose. <laughs> From the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori, please say hello to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, I'm Lori Roggenkamp. Your <laughs> <laughs> podcasting Lori Roggenkamp. By the way, podcast, they made four episodes and they took a break. Well, <laughs> it was for a good reason. Oh, what was the reason? Uh, um, I went back to school okay. and had like a huge case um school classes and uh-huh. uh there's a better way to say that. And then Maria got a new job that involved working like crazy hours. So uh-huh. we just haven't been able to really 
We've been trying to bank shows, and then we're going to release them. So that's what we're doing. Oh, I see. Now, you, of course, you have a job. I don't know how much you want to say about this job, but uh, how was uh, how was work? It was good. It was good. I, yeah, I, I work as a special ed aide at a high school. Now, are you and, one of the uh, students, or are you actually help them? I said I work at it, so, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> but... Um, no, I, I work. I'm I'm one of the aides. Although it was, it's really frustrating because it's like sixth period is science, and the science is becoming increasingly hard. So like today was just like trying to figure out how to answer questions, and I just it was just so hard. So now, have they ever confused you for one of the students? Uh, sometimes, but not really. Like I have a backpack. <laughs> and also my face uh-huh. um but no like sometimes they will because they'll be like oh you know like excuse me where are you going and i'll turn around and they'll be like oh obviously that's not like a large man that's a <laughs> middle-aged woman yeah um but the the two girls who are aides they get they're like tiny and they they get uh thought of as as a uh, students all the time and mm-hmm. it's really funny because they'll be like walking you know somewhere and this a, some a teacher will literally like walk up and be like hey you can't be here <laughs> what <laughs> it's really funny this week the girls walk the runway in their best pretty and pink couture and lip sync to a song one by one while the other contestants pelt them with food on the judges panel everyone says Loris should go home meatball wins the challenge while Sochimochi and Loris are eliminated from the competition in a grisly fashion Lori name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not uh I liked the the song that they did in the elimination oh nails. I thought that yeah, I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I liked how like like the 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 cast seems to be getting more friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously found out that they they don't seem to like one person. Yeah, but uh, I think overall, I think the cast is getting like they're starting to joke around with each other. So I think it's gonna. It was kind of fun to watch mm-hmm. um, that. So that's kind of something I liked. And then the one thing I didn't like was just the the repeat and the the constant like repetition of everything like they spent 10 minutes talking about the episode prior mm-hmm. and then then Loris comes in and we realize that she wasn't eliminated and then they spent another like 2 minutes talking about how you know she what she said and then then when they get to the when the Blue brothers start telling them about the comp, the the thing they do an outfit. They have the, you know, the things on their head, the branches are man eating plants on their heads. Mm-hmm. And then they immediately change to a different outfit and they just repeat exactly what they had said before. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, Oh, come on guys. So it was just weird. I don't know. I just kind of was like a little fresh. I felt like they could have chopped 20 minutes off of the show oh. and I would have been okay with it. They could have chopped 45 minutes off of this episode. Yeah, they just I just felt like a lot of it. Oh, and then I would have liked to see I wanted I wanted to hear what they were yelling in the elimination oh, room because yeah. they just did this song and mm-hmm. then you saw them throw stuff. But we'll get I mean, we'll get to that. But yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah. are the two things that and those are the things that I felt that I liked. I'm going to tell you what I like. I like that this this so uh, that this uh, Loris finally went home. 
I like that. <laughs> and I like that she knew that nobody thought she was good. I don't know why, but I like that. I thought that was like, I'm glad that people, you know, I don't feel sorry for her. I think she tried to make people feel sorry for her when she said it was heartbreaking that she's I was like, you do that to yourself. So yeah. uh I also liked I liked actually the teaser beginning. I like I like anything I like any kind of mommy dearest reference. And then uh what I didn't like this, this nothing happened in this episode. That's what I didn't like. The the, the little brief thing that I read there, that, that literally is a summary of the episode. Like nothing really happens That's the in this whole episode. episode. It's yeah. the whole episode. I felt like it was such a non I think I forgot who said it. Who said oh shoot, I should have written it down. But somebody said I think it might have been Sochi Mochi, but I think she said like the winners of this competition were the losers because it's true. It's like they're why why did they have like the whole it was opposite of what the show's about, you know, Mm -hmm. like the competition was opposite of it. And so it was just like I just felt like it was such a weird like competition. And then I don't know. I just felt like um it was just all it just all seemed to be like a more of a therapy session for Loris. Yeah. Oh, my girlfriend said that we watched it together and she said that the the Zochi Mochi's death scene, the eye liquid eyeliner, I guess, is like a call to callback to a John Waters movie. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Well they do a lot of callbacks in it. I mean there's the well let's let's actually get into it. At the top of the show, the Boulet brothers recreate one of the most famous scenes from Mommy Dearest before chopping down a replica of Audrey II from the Little Shop of Horrors. In the dressing room, the contestants who were safe get ready for the show. They each speculate that Loris was the queen who was eliminated. They take turns making fun of Loris' speech that she gave before licking the brains during the Death Valley Challenge. The first one to return to the dressing room is Loris, who admits she didn't really know much of what was going on during the challenge. Finally, Loris... I mean, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Stop. Correction. The first one to return is Van Vander Van Odd. Ah, a little bit of a typo there. Who admits she didn't really know much of what was going on during the challenge. Finally, Loris walks in, which lets the other girls know that Foxy Ajue was exterminated. Meatball goads Loris into recreating her speech just before Israel frightens the girls with a message from the Boulet brothers summoning them down to the vault. Lori, what did you think of this teaser? What did you think of the dressing room conversation? What did you think about Vander, about Loris, about all that uh so i will say the teaser i thought it was weird because i didn't feel like i felt like the belay brothers were doing different scripts like they were like like uh, jack morta was doing something totally different different than swanthula they had like a different like like swanthula kept saying like you can't you don't know who to save and you don't know who to kill and and then drag murder was more like oh you know they they take and they take and they take and so it's just a weird but i will say that i did love that it was like a new thing Mm -hmm. you know so i was like oh that's good um and i liked the flowers and i liked how they tied it back in when they wore them on their heads Oh yeah, they, well, yeah, they wore the uh, Audrey twos on their heads. Now you know what's funny is, uh, is well, it sounds like Drac Morta is doing more of Mommy Dears. Fade, yeah, Faye Dunaway's type of lines, whereas uh, Swanthula sort of incorporated. Here, here, here is that scene actually. Here we go. Here's the scene from Mommy Dearest. Let me turn on the volume. Here we go. Here we go. Well, oh, here we go. Friends, oh, creative differences. Oh. 
Carol's chopping the roses. I want some help here. I want all of these branches cleared out of here now. Caroline and Christopher, start clearing away all these branches. Start gathering them up. And the little children are in their pajamas, and she's making them help her chop all the rose garden down. Because what happens while she's doing this is she's been fired from the studio. Because she's too old. And the kids are just using those clippers or I don't know. Those Tina! Bring me the axe! And then, you know, Swan, uh, Drac Mort actually says that line. Yeah. In the She doesn't do it as well as uh, uh, Faith well, Hunnaway I mean, does it, but yeah. Wow, hot take there, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I... I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I liked that it. it was a different thing. I liked, I did think it was funny that they weren't, uh, they were obviously not clipping anything mm-hmm. um, or cutting anything. And then like literally the, the, the dirtiest I think I've seen them get is in that when they were like having blood for some reasons. Yeah. Out at them. And then, then uh Morta wipes her, her like kind of smears her lipstick a little bit. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, she's getting crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's like the cra- that's like the dirtiest I've ever seen them get. Tina, bring me the axe. No, but no, then, she goes, uh, Israel. Israel. Israel, bring me the axe. And then, uh, and then the the one where they talk about the when they're getting dressed, which I I will keep saying this that I think <laughs> it sounds so lame, but I think it is amazing. Like when Melissa B. Fierce was talking and she was putting those rhinestones in her eye mm-hmm. or around her eye, I, I was like, how is she able to talk and also do that at the same time? It would be, I would have to have total silence if I wanted to do that. Um, just because it's just, it, it's such a, I, I wouldn't be able to concentrate. I would have to focus so hard on not poking myself in the eye and not screwing it up. Do you so have, do I, have mo- fine motor skill problems? I, I mean, yes, obviously. What is going? What is that squeaking noise in the background? By the way, what's going on there? Oh, sorry, my cousin. He, I'm at my parents' house. Uh huh. And my cousin is uh, lives with them, and he he was just leaving, so their security door was going off. Oh. Okay. No, here's <laughs> but, my. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say that. Um. So, with that said, the thing that annoyed me was that they. They talked about it so much. And then also, like, uh, I know it sounds weird, but Meatball was wrong. She kept saying that what uh, Loris was saying was not tonight. But they even replayed it. And Laura said, not today. Yeah. And so she kept saying, not tonight. And it's just it was just funny to me that, like, nobody corrected her and everybody, you know. Um but yeah, she it's just, it's just such a constant. And then they just then they'd have the conversation. And Van der Van Odd would have to walked in, and they'd have to have the conversation. And Loris walked in, and I love that she got booed. <laughs> um, but and then they had the conversation again, and it's just like, oh my god! Like I just was like, I I'm done with this. Like we're done having this conversation. We've hashed this out already. But you know what's so funny is how fake the conversation was. I'll tell you why. One. It was a four-hour drive to and from Death Valley. So you're telling because because Lo- Vander Van Oud comes in and goes they're like oh did you see what happened and we hear what happened on the during the extermination and and Vander's like no and they're like and he's yeah. like what 
Like that happened? Or like, well, what the fuck did you guys talk about in the four hours back to LA? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, they they knew. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, and also <clears throat> one thing I will say, which was I thought was weird, and that nobody, everybody was just like, yeah, that, I did too. Was when Melissa B. Fierce was like, I had some of the pig brain, and I was just like, what? Why? <laughs> like, ugh. oh my gosh, I just um, watered myself. Um, but they, then I guess she so Melissa B. Fierce said that it was chalky, um, and then when they asked Loris what it tasted like, she said it tasted gooey and slimy. So I was like, oh, maybe she didn't eat any of it because it was like Melissa B. Fierce had a completely different ex- uh, description of it. I will say when I saw it when they brought it, it did look chalky. Maybe she just saw it. It looked chalky. No, Melissa B. Fierce said she tried it. Oh, she, she did. Frankie Doom and Melissa B. Fierce both said they tried it. One, you know, as much as I don't like Loris, I will say that she was a good sport about recreating her speech and she was playing along. Like she wasn't like a big baby about it. No, I mean, I think that she's. I agree. I think that she uh, she's not a baby about that. I just think it's just that she just has this attitude of like. You know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I struggle with things. So I need, you know, so I should, I deserve to have this, this, and this. But it's like when she finds humor or when she finds humor in something or when she find, you know, then, then it's okay. But when she doesn't find humor in things, then, then nobody should find humor in things, you know? Mm-hmm. So also what another thing was, did you have a lot to say about she, this episode uh, where nothing happened, but go ahead. Apparently there was uh she had an allergic reaction to water. Oh, that's right. There was some sort of allergic reaction which which I love how the the shows you reality TV like the, they like the Boulet brothers in the middle of filming something. You get to see it in real life actually, like what they're like in real life cuz then they go, well, first of all, you see Swan Thula kind of snap at yeah. whoever the crew member is like, She's like Sherry, we're filming. Yeah, Sherry, right? Just Sherry, we're filming. She goes, um, someone's having an allergic reactions. Laura's having an allergic reaction. And then like they're all like in shock. And I love that they still keep holding that umbrella up. And then well, uh, and the camera guys, should we film it? But in the bitch, like in such <clears> a gay bitchy way, like should I stealth film? Like it was just so, like uh, one thing I, I feel like is gay men have bitchiness on a whole nother level than lesbians will ever hope to attain because yeah that was crazy that she could possibly be dying and this one guy's like well should i still film i feel it's just gross hollywood camera people and reality show people okay have we have we closed the book and everything happened in the dressing room and up to and then also the fake surprise when like oh oh and it's the worst acting ever they're like oh it was like, like, and it was like a delay too. It was like a knock, and then ah, and then in the in the prime because you know I still do watch the Amazon and the YouTube versions. Mm-hmm. In the prime Amazon one, they have like the still have the cut twos, like the the um, what's it called? The Where confessionals. they talk? Yeah. So they uh, and I think it was Melissa B. Fierce goes. He really scared me. <laughs> didn't but by the way scared them by walking in the door which by the way didn't even walk in the door he just knocked yeah then they open the door and then there's israel and it's like oh my god meanwhile this loris if you if you buy into the the narrative loris and vander von on walked in they didn't get all freaked out no they and they didn't even knock they just walked in yeah israel's the only one who knocks (laughs) and they're like "Ah." Ah! 
Maybe they were just shocked by manners. I don't know. Maybe that's what terrifies them the most. Okay, I, here. Let, let's try this. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Watch. Just go with me on this. Oh, Lori, there's nothing like getting ready for to do a podcast. Oh yeah, I'm. You know, I'm glad that we decided to have this shared bathroom. Yeah, and that we're sharing this one tiny little mirror. Yeah. And we've been ready, and it's so funny. Him just getting here, we almost we almost died in a car accident, and uh, and then like remember, oh remember we saw that person was hitchhiking, and and then like we turned around and it was a horse head on the face, and we're like ah, and we like swerved. And remember my spider tattoo came out of my skin and <laughs> yeah. tried to take over my body. It was horrible. Ah! 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 Oh God! Oh, <laughs> no, I'm so scared of my life. <laughs> so would not. Why are they so scared by everything? That's what I want to know. Well, they're so scared by things that, like, make no sense. Like, it's, like, such canned scaredness. Like, it would be, like, different if it was, like, genuine, but it's, like, everything that they they do is just such a, uh, you know, a, a fakery. Yeah. So. What's, what's funny is the show would be inherently more interesting if they just let it play. They're drag queens. You don't have to make drag queens more interesting. Yeah. That's I think that's the whole one of the big issues with this show is that they're trying to make it, you know, dra- the dra- part the fact that it's drag is like secondary. They're yeah. like, yeah, but also it's scary. <laughs> All right, during the floor show, the the Boulain brothers revealed that this week's challenge is Pretty in Pink, also known as Basic Bitch. The <laughs> guest judge is Bible Girl. And the girls all walk the runway in their best blonde wig and pink outfits. Later, the ghouls are told that they are all up for extermination and that the challenge would be that they each need to lip sync to Alaska Thunderfuck song, Nails, while the other contestants heckle them. Uh, Lori, Roggenkamp, uh, your thoughts on the floor show, on the lip syncing, all that drama? Well, the thing that really, which I mentioned before, was the repeating, where they, they t- tell all the girls all the you know what they're what they need and what they want from them for the for the thing and then they immediately cut to the floor show and then it's them just repeating everything all over yeah that floor show they drag that floor shot like nobody's business oh my god and then bible girl i mean what i would say the only only interesting part of of the bible girl was that in the beginning i thought she was a woman and then i go oh no she's another drag queen yeah, that was it. That was the only thing that was interesting about her. Was I was just like, oh, that's also a drag queen. Well, also that's just she um, loved Loris. Oh yeah, and then she. Oh yeah, and I was like, I, but honestly, I think she only loved Loris because she felt bad for her because literally oh. everybody told her that they would rather have her gone. Um. So, uh, but we, we'll talk about that. But um, I just didn't get the competition. I thought it, it would it would be different if it was like this was the first episode, mm-hmm. but this is the fourth episode, and it just seems so weird that that they're not ramping up the part of the of what they want a drag, you know, a drag monster to be. Yeah. They're actually going like it's like regressing a yeah. little bit. They're like, why don't we just? Do and, yeah, you're right. Maybe I could see this was episode two. You yeah. Know? But it's episode four where we're layering it down. They're like, eh, why don't we just do basic drag? It's it was kinda, almost like they out. kind of spent too much time and energy on the third episode. And they were just like, all right, for the fourth episode, we'll just have them, you know, dress up like, you know, legally blonde. And that, that'll that be it. 
Yeah, um, I think they ran out of ideas because if you think about it, the next episode, they're going to San Francisco and going to be in a show, so they don't have to do any thinking for that one. I, mean, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I've seen it a long time ago, but I haven't seen it recently. And then there's the, yeah. and then there's the finale. So it's like, yeah. we have three good ideas. Yeah. So I don't, I just sort of didn't get it. I honestly was a little disappointed in Vanner Van Odd. I like yeah. that she, I feel like Bible Girl's uh, judgment of her was, it was good because it was like, you know, she didn't really have like a good reveal. I felt like, like her reveal wasn't, didn't really like, well, first off, she spent the whole floor show in her bathrobe and chose at the elimination round to do the reveals, but then look, shocked when they found when they said that everybody would be in the elimination round <laughs> so it's like so were you expecting to just be in your bathrobe the whole time like they 100 percent knew she 100 percent knew because like how would they know the lyrics to that song well they i mean we could talk about it but i feel like they barely knew the lyrics to that song <laughs> that, you know what that's true too <laughs> i mean i feel like honestly like it was like you know it was i feel like they just kind of like basically we're told to like just say nails a bunch and then that was <laughs> but i mean <clears throat> she i thought she did good in the extermin but in or extermination elimination round but again like all they all look shocked when they were told and yet vander van Ott had th- three reveals in her thing i mean say i i'm not a loris fan but she at least had her reveals or two of her reveals in the uh in the in the floor show Mm -hmm. you know so she knew that that um and then uh i didn't understand sochi mochi's what you're telling me i can't wear a wedding dress on on my wedding day what What oh i I didn't understand that Um, i think she was making a joke that she was i don't know no i think she said about the wet you can't wear a wedding dress to a wedding that she's going to someone else she said i literally put captions on she said are you telling me i can't wear a wedding dress on my wedding day that seems weird yeah i I didn't i I was like i I remember it being i remember it being are you telling me i can't wear a wedding dress to a wedding i mean that's why i was saying like that would make more sense but she said on like the caption said when i put it on uh, amazon it said on my wedding day Hmm. But um, she and then meatballs. Oh well, they did this in the. I think they did this in the episode previously where they were on the phone. And one of the things that cracks me up about phone calls that people fake, yeah, is just the speed in which they have the <laughs> so other person fast. talks. Uh, yeah. So so it's like I don't. I think it's honestly. I think nobody else gives a shit. It's one of those things where I'm just like, I know it's only me, really. Uh-huh. But it's like. You know, when she picks up the phone, she goes, hello, hi, daddy. And then, like, literally a second later goes, no, I didn't give him a blowjob. So it's like if you try to if you try to put in the dialogue of what she's saying, you wouldn't be able to fit it in. Because she literally was like, you would have to be like, hello, sweetheart, did you give a blowjob to Did you promise a blowjob to the PE Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. You be the girl and I'll be the dad. (laughs) Okay. Hi, daddy. Hey, Lori, I was wondering. No, I didn't give a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, low, you don't even know what I was going to ask you. <laughs> I know. See, that's the thing. It's like, it would be like the conversation would have to go on because it would be like, well, then you knew what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? Are, 
And then, by, by the way, how much trouble would that girl in? She's all like, no, daddy, I didn't offer the coach a blowjob. I gave him one. And then doesn't say goodbye and he just hangs up the phone. And then hung up the phone. <laughs> she would be kicked out of the house. Oh, my God. Could you imagine answering the phone? First off, answering the phone, cutting your parents off, and then admitting to commit- doing a sex act. And <laughs> then hanging up the phone. Uh-huh. Being like, hi, Dad. Yeah, no, I sucked a dick. Bye. Like, <laughs> Wait, and also, to get out of P.E. I think it was to get an A in P.E. <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I, she, I could have sworn she said to get out. Of, she's all, no, Daddy, I didn't offer Coach something or other, a blowjob to get out of P.E. Oh, I geez. gave him a blowjob. And then it's like. So she, but did she, but see, then also it's like, well, did she get out of P.E.? Like, did she just give him a blowjob? Well, like maybe she didn't even want to get out of PE. Maybe hold she on just for wanted a to give him a blow- Hold on for a second. Everyone should know what we're talking about. During the floor show, is it Meatball or Frankie Doom? Meatball. Okay, Meatball is dressed like a kind of like a like like a legally blonde type, right? Well, she's dressed like a school principal, but I mean she's pretending <laughs> to be a high school student. Yeah. And she walks to the edge, she answers her her cell phone and in a fake phone call, she says, Go ahead, Lori. Hi, Daddy. Hi, look. No. <laughs> Listen. No, I didn't give. No, I didn't give the. I didn't give Mr. Like, McElroy a blowjob. You don't know what I'm saying. To get out of PE, I gave him one. <laughs> and what if, he, what if the dad was just calling her to see what she wanted for dinner? And he's like, <laughs> just like, uh, I mean, I guess you'll have a foot long. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so. She just—I just thought that that was so weird, but I mean, you know, it one its again—it's one of those things that just—I it just bugs me that I was just like, oh my god, there's no way that she would—they would get through that conversation. But then also, it's like you can't. Obviously, it would be weird if she like literally had a conversation. (laughs) It would look more psych. I think it would look more psycho. She's like, "Hi, Dad." Uh, What? No, what? No, dad, 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 can I talk? Okay. Dad, can you calm down? Dad, can you calm down? I can't have a conversation with you. Please, dad, daddy, listen to me, okay? Yes, I know you're very disappointed in me, but I just need you to know. Okay, dad, I... No, Dad, I did not give a blowjob to Mr. Bicknell to get out of P.E. I swear. I gave him one. Oh, yeah, she's she's like, "Uh uh-huh. All right. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. What? (laughs) Please don't tell Mom. Yeah. I'll give you a blowjob. I'll give you a blowjob. Not to tell Mom. That would be my conversation. Please don't tell mom. <laughs> I'll give you a blowjob. Please don't tell mom. Oh my god. But oh my god. Uh, and then Loris with the weird flowers in her purse. <laughs> like I honestly was like, you know, she's from Switzerland, right? Yeah, she's from yeah. Switzerland. Yeah. So I honestly like I was talking. About, I was like, my girlfriend was like, is this just what women in Switzerland do? Like mm-hmm. they just have flowers that they just throw. <laughs> 
I was just like, how it's like Laura's to me is oh, anytime they ask her to do a thing, like be like a oh WWE woman or be a regular fishy woman or whatever, uh-huh. she always takes it from the approach of like an alien who's like watched a TV show on how women act and then is now trying to emulate it. Like I never feel like she's actually ever seen a woman <laughs> when I see her. I'm like, I'm like, have you ever watched a woman? <laughs> Later on the main stage, the Boulay brothers ask each of the beasts who should go home. Each of the girls names Lawrence, except for Lawrence, who names Frankie Doom. And I really think she only named her because it was the person who went right before her. Oh yeah, which I would have loved if they had waited till she till the end. See, I here's what I I thought was going to happen, which I was like uh-huh. kind of upset about in the beginning, but then I was now thinking it was like this would have been hilarious. <laughs> Is when they asked Sochi Mochi, she said Loris. Uh-huh. And then they asked Loris to give a rebuttal. Uh-huh. And then they asked, who they asked next? Frankie. Frankie Doom, yeah. Frankie Doom. Mm-hmm. And then they go, Loris. And I go, oh, are they going to have her do a rebuttal for all of these? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I was like, if they could have had her do a rebuttal for every single person who said that she should go home. Yeah, she's like, oh, that would have been the whole episode. As, I wish that would have been like a whole episode. As I stated four times previously, um, <laughs> I feel I've grown a lot in this competition. I've taken yeah. your advice to heart. I feel that <laughs> Melissa B. Fear, Sochi Mochi, Frankie Doom, and uh, Vander Van Odd, and Meatball are just all doing basic drag. And um, I don't think they're taking your advice. Thank you. Yeah. And then she would have probably just done whoever was last. But I think that they should have gone through the judging and then had them vote. Like, I think it was weird that they did the voting and then, like... Although I do think it was funny that Melissa B. Fierce got super, like, aggressive with her. It was like, mm-hmm. bitch, you need to go home. And then, like, saddled back right up next to her. <laughs> Just sort of walked back up. Walked backwards next to her afterwards. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Also, meanwhile, what has Melissa B. Fierce done that's been so groundbreaking? Well, that I, I feel like that. See, that's what's frustrating is like i honestly think it was more mob mentality mm-hmm. like they didn't want to say anybody else because they didn't want to start fights so they were just like well let's just say loris you know <laughs> yeah and i think but frankie doom i think in my opinion the list of who i think is the best is vander van Ott, i think is the best mm-hmm. then i think um <clears throat> i think meatball is actually pretty good mm-hmm. and then um i mean i'm gonna take off sochi mochi because we found out that she got eliminated, mm-hmm. but I think uh, Melissa B. Fierce mm-hmm. and then uh, Frankie Doom is okay. the less uh, of the people who are still left. And so I just think it's like, you know, I don't think, yeah, I don't think any of them should be like secure in who they, you know, but I think it's because it's like a more of a mob mentality of stuff yeah. that I think they feel like they can just throw throw her under the bus. But again, I, I don't like her. And I think that she and I think like, what I love about what I love about the Boulay brothers is when she goes, I think they're all just really jealous of me or, or what do you say like not jealous, but they're just like afraid of me or something. And yeah. then they go, well, then they went down the line and we're like, well, are you afraid of her? <laughs> I was like, be oh. afraid of her. But then also, who said some meatball? I think said something at the end that said that Loris is completely different off camera. Oh, and really? I was 
I wonder, I wonder what she's like off camera then. Like in a good way or bad way? Like she was saying, like she's in a she d- in a bad way. She doesn't oh. get along with people off camera. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, later that night, Sochi Mochi is strapped down and injected with some liquid eyeliner in her blood, killing her. Meanwhile, Loris is run over by a car, which I thought was kind of anticlimactic. Uh, Lori, any yeah. final thoughts on the episode? I, I just, I really was. I felt like. Th- Episode three was so fun, and I felt like, oh, we're getting into something. And then this mm-hmm. episode really was just a nosedive. Yeah, really um, non-eventful. But I will say your act out of the phone call, the way it should have gone, might be one of the funniest things I've heard in a few months. Okay. But, and then also one of the things that I also – I just thought it was really poorly planned. Like when they ended it, like I honestly – the first time I watched it mm-hmm. on YouTube, I was shocked – because I thought the way that they ended it was like, oh, are they going to go – are they not going to eliminate anybody? Are yeah. they just going to bring people to San Francisco? Mm-hmm. And then they killed Sochi Mochi, and I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I was like, oh, Loris fucking lives again. And then Loris came on, and I was like, oh, thank God. It's a double elimination. Yeah. Um, oh, I want to ask you this. Yeah. Do you think that Meatball <laughs> and Melissa B. Fierce have sex in real life? Oh, interesting question. Because what was happening uh, there? Because they got well, Sochi Mochi and Frankie Doom, and Melissa B. Fierce and Meatball kind of coupled up. I feel like so. Well, the only thing I would the only I could see why you're saying that. The only reason I would say maybe not, and they were just joking for the camera, is if you watch the extra scenes, episode seven, I think it is. Which, by the way, is not worth it. But like the deleted scenes, there is a scene from that moment from that very moment where they start talking to the cameraman and they ask him if he's a bottom or a top. And I think he said he's verse. And they're like, Oh my God. And they, and they start flirting with him. Oh, so, th- that's in the more like scene. girlfriends sort of thing. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I, yeah, I just feel like there's a part of the show that we're not seeing, you know, like, like the the when Frankie Doom and Sochi Mochi were like, oh yeah, I'm so glad we were able to get so close throughout this. It's like when, when do we get, like, when have we seen this? Yeah, but they're, they're, they're almost all of them. In fact, the ones that I can think of, they're all L.A. queens. I think neck in season two, they're not all L.A. queens, but in season one, I think for the most part, they're all L.A. based queens. So they already well, all know aren't each they other. All new? Like Vander no. Van Ott, I thought she said she was Vander new. Vander Van Ott is new, and I think Loris isn't from. Loris lives in Los Angeles, but wasn't from there originally. And then, but I, you can tell Meatball and Ursula and Frankie they because you know um, uh, the Queen Kong is the name of the Dragula show uh, in L.A. Right, and uh-huh. Queen Kong and, and Dragula they've been going on in clubs for years, so they've all been competing. They know each other. They've all seen each other at these shows, and that's actually why they're all super, they're so suspicious of. Vander at first because they haven't really seen her around, but um, Melissa B. Fierce is known as more of a as a look queen, not a like one of those kinds of queens. So they were kind of suspicious of her. And then Laura, I feel maybe they knew Loris. I don't know, but um, well, she said she who was the <clears throat> Ursula. She said she worked. Remember when when they were outside the cracked in where the oh, they, they were standing? Yes, uh-huh. at three a.m. at night. Yeah, um, and Loris was like, "Oh, I I work with Ursula a lot, and I'm gonna miss her smell." It's like oh oh yes maybe maybe, maybe yeah, I think they do know Loris but um 
Yeah, yeah. So I think they all know each other. Right? So maybe they come they come with their pre-existing relationships. Maybe they just don't like Loris from before. I can see them yeah. being very clicky. And a lot of them are Latino, like Ursula, Frankie, Sochi. Yeah, and the Vander Latinos Van are really is, clicky. Yeah, yeah, they're so clicky. Well, you know, Ugh. wait, hold on. You're being funny. But you know, we've talked about this. That's sort of no, like, no. I'm I'm being serious. Yeah, Latinos because, are like probably the most clickyish. Yeah, because you know that's the thing in stand up comedy. Everyone talks about like that whole Gabriel Iglesias click too, and like oh isn't yeah, like the whole thing where you have to work your way up into the click. Like remember there was this weird well, controversy with like a Mexican comic. They were coming down on him because he didn't he didn't follow the rules of like who's supposed yeah. to go in what order or something like that. Well, isn't there like a whole thing? Didn't we like there was somebody we talked to that was like telling us that there's like a whole hierarchy and yes. like web of of things you have to do when you're a Mexican comedian that yeah. I was like, "Oh god, I didn't even know." Like you have to essentially work for a comedian, yes. an established comedian. Yes. And then they put you up and then and then they decide whether or not that that you if you should, you know, become famous or not. Yeah. And then they'll sort of like go from there but i was just like oh geez like i i didn't even know that that yeah. existed no it doesn't i think that's why george lopez who's also an asshole <coughs> hates that community because he feels like they kind of rejected him when he was starting out and so he had to do it on his own and then now they want to be his friend there's a whole weird Wait, thing there george lopez is an asshole oh my Who god is- george lopez is a major asshole oh I mean, I'm not. I've never had an. Okay, think about this. This is the another. guy who his wife gave him a kidney because he was dying. That's right. And then he cheated on her and divorced her. That's right. Oh yeah, major asshole. Um, what was it? Oh, uh, oh, one of the things I also loved was, I think this this shows Loris in a nutshell, and this shows why I don't like her is when they had Melissa B. Fierce read the letter mm-hmm. in the, the first try. And she like, I feel like she kind of hammed it up, but she was definitely struggling with that letter. And then mm-hmm. they kind of laughed and they were like, "Never mind, Let's have somebody else read it. And then they had Sochi Mochi. And like, you could tell Melissa B. Fierce was like in on the joke. Like she was like, I know what, it, I know what's going on. They were all laughing. They're all having fun. And then from the back, Morris goes, guys, she's trying her best. <laughs> It's just like, Loris, seriously? Come on. Well, look, he's being a kind person. I know, but that's what I'm saying is that she just like, I feel like she just kind of brings brevity to situations that don't need it, you know? (laughs) All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the Dragula Recap Show. Join us next week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct Dragula Season 1. Uh, so, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. What? Sorry, Joe, my dad's... No, I was talking to Joe. <laughs> no, I'm listening to you, Dad. I'm lis- I'm genuinely listening. What, what do you have to say? What? <laughs> what? I... No, I don't. Dad, no. I no. Oh, no. Why would he tell you that? That is disgusting. No, I would not give a blow job to Mr. Monkey cuz he asked me to get out of PE. No, Dad. 
I mean, I gave him a blowjob one time, but not because of Pete. Dad, I'm 18, okay? I can be sexually adventurous if I want to. We had this conversation. Oh, okay. So you're going to get a teacher fired because I chose to do something with my body. I can't. I can't talk to you right now, Dad. I can't. I'm doing a podcast, okay? You're yelling, and I'm not going to respond to it. Okay, I put the phone down. He's just going to keep talking. Camp hosts her own podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at LROG, that's L-R-O-G-G, and on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp, that's L-A-U-R-I-R-O-G-G-E-N-K-A-M-P. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Podcast. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is hosted by two people who give their dumb opinions on a show that's widely available on the internet. So, it goes without saying that Hello Uglies has nothing to do with the following. The Boulay Brothers, Dragula, Hey Queen, Johnny McGovern, Lady Red Couture, Any Gay Pimps, Amazon Prime, Optimus Prime, Jeff Bezos, the characters of Dracula, Elvira, Vampira, Blackula, Bella Lugosi, Layla Bugosi, Out TV, Outfest, In and Out, RuPaul, Ruth Paul, Rude Paul, The Plot to Assassinate Fidel Castro, Your House When I Got TP to 1996, and any event that ever happened ever. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media production.